welcome everybody to a brand new episode of MoCast. And uh, today it's very early morning here, it is. Uh, but it is. it's all worth it because we are talking about one of our favorite healer specs in World of Warcraft, and that is Mistweaver Monk. And we're not talking alone, because that would be just boring and silly, and we don't know that much. But who do we have here today, Flames? Well, today we have uh, two of the, if you have been at any point in time in the Pika of the Serenity community, you would know them, two of the, the biggest um, Mistweaver uh, brains, definitely people who've helped with our previous Mistweaver guides, and you've probably... Yeah, yeah. A tasted a little bit of their uh, knowledge and we have here Anomaly and Abolito. Guys, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce uh, yourselves. Awesome. Uh, I'll go first since I'm older. Uh, and <laughs> um, um. So, <laughs> so my name is Anomaly. I am, of course, I think I'm the admin of Pika Serenity. Uh, I've been playing Mistweaver since MOP pretty much exclusively. Um, it's funny, this is probably the first tier that I've ever played something other than Mistweaver in terms of healing. Um, yeah, I've been playing. I've been playing WoW since like vanilla. Uh, started playing right. I like, actually probably started playing in the open beta. Haven't quit. Um, and yeah, I've been. I've been. I play a lot of WoW. It's pretty much the only game that I play. Um, and yeah, I guess. I, I mean, other than me, other than playing games, I was. Uh, fun fact: If we do that little intro, I was in Pals for Life, which of course is the Leroy Jenkins Guild. Um, Whoa. Leroy. Yeah, there you was, go. A, was a bit, yeah, yeah. I knew the, all those guys, all the Colorado kids. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've been playing this game for a while. Um, I don't know if people, do new people know about Leroy? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't, they, they, um, I think, I think the, the meme the, is uh, still very They might wrong. ask, is, is that the Hearthstone thing? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. exactly. Yeah, they'll probably say, the Hearthstone thing? Uh, but no, yeah, I've been, I'm old and I still play games. So, it's me. <laughs> very, <laughs> very welcome. <laughs> You're very welcome here. <laughs> awesome. All right, what about what about yeah. you, Abolito? Yeah, I'm just like the new kid on the block, essentially, compared to this old man. Like, I started <laughs> in Legion, I picked up Mistweaver and basically never dropped it, and have just slowly but surely been moving up the ranks, and one day, hopefully within the next, you know, month, will knock this old man off his admin spot and take it. But, I'm gonna die soon, so... Uh, oh my god. What, you just turned 40, 50, 60? <laughs> It's kind of like we're, we're, the, the, same, the same range. We're going to have this vibe, I think, all throughout the podcast. <laughs> uh, it's no, it's but, pretty cool. But I just, you know, have been recently focused more on the math side of it. You know, up until, I think, mid-BFA, I was just casual doing whatever. And during then, like mid-BFA, I took over WoW Analyzer. I've helped some on the QE Live side of things, you know just genuinely becoming the one person who knows everything and did most of, if not all of the beta testing, which was fun, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah when we, we know that we've started uh, reaching out to you 8.2 might've been with the, or 8.2.5 with the first Mistweaver uh, guide. I don't know if, who who was uh, dealing with the, with the stuff at the time, but uh, yeah, the information has been invaluable guys. And uh, we're going to kick oh, yeah. it off with some, with some, some Misty talk because I mean, we already did our healer tier list, and you know what healers we like best. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> no, Mistweaver is always always at the top. Whatever, when we're talking about like fun, uh, it was always at the top, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Shadowlands didn't really um, didn't do it a lot of service. It, to yeah, be fair, but it was fun to do, do it fist, justice. Fist, 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 can I see YouTube? <laughs> no, but this is this is something uh, we will get into, uh, but. Just to start it off, because I know now I understand that, you know, Belito started in Legion. Mm. So he had uh, uh, Legion, BFA and Shadowlands to go through. And obviously, 
uh, anomaly is OG here, and we're gonna kick it off like this, alright? So from, from both perspectives, um, which iteration do you guys think Mystery Verb had like like the best in in which expansion uh, for you uh, for you guys? What am I saying, uh, man? It's too early. So when, when was no, Mystery Verb the best <laughs> and most fun to play? I guess. Yeah, which iteration? <laughs> yeah, I think I mean so for me it's gonna be it's gonna be the gonna be MOP probably so like the probably right. the second patch of MOP after the like the initial class was kind of broken. Um, like spinning crane kick used to do a ridiculous healing for no mana, so that's how you healed. For like the first tier uh through like mogashan bolts and stuff like that but um but yeah i mean the first iteration i think was probably the best um wad was nice as like a second level um just because it was a little broken particularly with the hfc tier bonus and things like that um you could solo heal a bunch of fights which is fun uh but yeah the those initial iterations i think were the best they were also probably the the hardest to play <laughs> i'd say Really? Um, but no, yeah. Just in terms of the way that the class worked back then and, and the fact you had to maintain not only like short-term buffs, um, at least in the MOP version, right? Like there was like sort of keeping up sort of short-term buffs to buff your overall healing. Um, it was a lot of like transitioning from like using damaging abilities to then, you know, using your healing spells, not only just with Chi, but, you know, with, you know, yeah. with your uh, Tiger Palm and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, that that was the most fun. I always have enjoyed sort of like builder spender healers. So like I played Holy Paladin this tier um, for at least Sired progression. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Uh, but so like those are the type of healers I enjoyed anyway. So I mean, like, yeah, original Monk was probably the best, um, at least iteration that I played. So yeah, props to Chris Kaliki. I know he was uh, the man responsible yeah. for the Monk. Oh, class. Yeah, well, I, I, I think specifically Mistyfer, if I'm not mistaken. He worked a lot on Mistyfer. Yeah, yeah, I did a lot of the initial design. Yeah, so I, I, I saw his YouTube video. Yeah. That's all I know. That's all I know. It's all good. So, okay, I, I believe it. What about you, man? Because you have like three expansions, but you, you can, you know, just let your mind go. Yeah, no, I mean, so like I really started at the worst point when they like dropped all the fun stuff and were like, okay, sit and press Essence Font for 30 seconds. It has no <laughs> cooldown. <laughs> but, you know, I, I've gone back and looked at things and, you know, watched VODs and whatnot and, like, looking at, like, the generic playstyle of, like, late WAD with the HFC set bonus, you have, like, half your raid covered in Renewing Mists, like, at a downtime and the full raid covered at peak and you're just sitting there spamming out spells, like, uh, uplift to, like, heal the whole raid and whatnot, and then the people solo healing, what was it, Archimond later in the patch, it just yeah. looked like a lot of fun. But, you know, out of the things I've played, it would probably have to be, like, either 8.3, where we had Way of the Crane, Uncapped Rising Mist, so you could just stack up as many Renewing Mists as you wanted and kind of got close to that WAD style, but not really. Or, you know, the current iteration with Chi G and all that. Just due to the fact of, like, you know, DPS is a high priority, but a lot of it's hitting the button, not the damage it does. You're not punished for you know armor and things like that yeah i mean uh i think we had a sweet spot for for uh mystery for in in bfa 8.3 i think we both played it at some um, point yeah i think i i've picked it up uh i i also well, obviously this was april one when we started to do the do the guys but it was something no, but really playing some, in, in yeah it's like so, in, in arenas too yeah yeah it was, oh. no, it was it was always my one of my best my favorite healers in, in arenas as well it's it's something about the playstyle just stuck to me yeah it's smooth and it has I, nice I cannot, color animations movement it, it has everything man it's it's, and it's unique like your color and animations yeah. and it's pretty yeah that's 
that I was just <laughs> adding on top of that. I just, I, just, I just like slapping people and, and, and kicking them in the face. And I was like, oh, my party's sealed. Wait, but I just get, oh, that's good. Sure, I'll take it. Yeah, okay. it, it, it's yeah. pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, so it, it had like, uh, uh, you know, really, really shining moments, moments, at least from when we started playing. Uh, you saw a lot of a lot more mischievers, let's say, in, in, in all aspects of the game in BFA. But moving on yeah. to Shadowlands, yeah, um, it's, it's uh, actually it, maybe hmm. maybe you guys can can go a little bit more in depth about this. Like, what is the current yeah. state of what obviously, happened? Obviously, we got buffs in Emperor One, and if you haven't heard about we'll, it, we we'll do have buffs in yeah. Emperor we'll One. But that. like, what happened from uh, from eight point three leading into beta and leading into nine point Because I did I did actually play uh, play Mistweaver. It didn't feel as bad as the community made it sound to be because I I, didn't, I think Mistweaver was the last healer I touched while leveling all the classes and I actually pretty yeah. much enjoyed it. I was surprised. Nobody can fuck with the Holy Palette, the National. Okay, okay, man. Okay, we don't talk that was, about that. that. We don't talk about that. No, but yeah. um, I actually felt really, really nice, and I've had a lot more fun on Mistweaver now than I did in in BFA, to be honest. But that's obviously me. What do you guys think about like how the development changed since uh, BFA leading into? Well, we have now 9.1 eventually, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll take the first pass and Abbott can talk about it. I think that the biggest issue now is that it's it's much easier to switch, right? And like your covenants are, are very powerful in terms of like how they change your class. So like the idea of playing a meta healer or meta class in Shadowlands is much easier than doing it in BFA or, or Legion was, right? Like Legion and BFA both had Azerite, and, or they didn't want, but BFA had Azerite and leveling your neck, you know, our Legion had your Art artifact, artifact weapon powerful. and leveling that. So, so swapping was much more difficult. And I think that's the thing is that the community is able to quickly switch and say what's meta and they stick to it, right? Uh, or they can move, sorry, quickly over. And I think that's the biggest thing uh, in terms of like what happened. Um, I think the other thing is too, like Mistweaver Covenant abilities aren't that exciting. Like Ashen Hollow feels really good to drop. You know, I know Mind Games for Priest feels really good to press, right, yep. from disc perspective. Shaman playing Necro and, and sort of that is, is a lot of fun. So I think that's the other problem is that from a healing perspective, like Mistweaver Covenants are just, you hit weapons of order, but like you just get mastery. So like you heal a little bit harder with your single target heals, not too much happens there. I mean, you hit Bone Dust Brew, that's probably exciting a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably the, one of the biggest issues, like the main selling point for, for Shadowlands, right? Was these Covenants and yeah. I mean, they're strong for Mistweaver. They're just not like Ashen Hollow mind games. What's, what is it? Primordial, Primordial Wave. Yeah. yeah, like it's, it's just not that. I think that's the other thing. That and the ease of swapping is just like, you can swap and be ready for your, like the raid in like two weeks, right? Versus like in previous expansions, it was like a month of grinding or you know three weeks of grinding, so. If not more, with things yeah. like Essences being renowned capped, or not, or, yeah, renowned based. Or not renowned, sorry, reputation. It, it was, yeah. You have to say, oh, let me go get this one rep to max. Oh wait, I can only get like 500 rep a day at best. Let me go do my dailies. Yeah. Those were the yeah. days. <laughs> yeah, so, and it's funny too, because people talk about like this Mistweaver being bad, but like Nighthold Mistweaver was awful. Like it was mm -hmm. like that, that iteration of Mistweaver is probably the worst iteration Mistweaver's ever been. We were good on Gul'dan, which was great, but like every other fight felt terrible. Like terrible to play, like Krosis felt terrible to play because you hit Essence Font and had to move and then it just canceled. Like, <laughs> uh, what was the, what was the lady that walked around the courtyard at Nighthold? Spell Spellblade? Yeah, Spellblade was terrible because most of her healing was at arcane phase. You were moving the entire time. So like you couldn't heal at all. So I mean like 
it's funny that people talk about Mistweaver now being bad. I think it's more just the community can quickly shift and play what's meta. Um, and like back then, like I would say like Nighthold Mistweaver is probably the worst iteration <laughs> ever. Okay. And yeah. and I still played it, but like, um, yeah. but yeah, it's just, it was much, it's much easier to swap now. So yeah, I think it was like, like Nighthold or Eternal Palace is going to be where your weaknesses are. But it was just because of like how valuable DR and healer, like for at least Eternal Palace was like, DR was such a big thing because there's so many big bursty hits. Revival was weird on um, the second to last boss. Starts with an N, I can't think of his name. Um, because it would dispel the, yeah, Zakul, it would dispel the fears. But since Revival does the heal, then the dispel, you're essentially like, oh, if you didn't manually dispel any, your rage is dead. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah. So you have to, you know, like get this super specific timing and it's really annoying and it's just, you know, not a lot of fun. And I think another big thing is, is like in 8.3, we had so much external mana. Like we had the neck with like a ERT, we had lucid dreams as the active, which gave you like 12K mana every like minute and a half or something. Then you had, you know, your potions and all these other things. And then it's like, you go into B uh, Shadowlands and you're just like, okay, your spells cost a bit more now, and you lose all this external mana. Good luck breaking all the habits of hitting Vivify every other GCD after your Essence font, or you know, enveloping Mist a few times and then extending them. You just can't do it anymore. You don't have the mana. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, that's actually uh, if uh, that was maybe the one thing that I found a little bit weird and the big minus that I would have to say about Mistweaver 90 and 905 is that the mana seemed to be a little bit too much. Obviously, we lost all of the all of the external mana, that, like you mentioned. And uh, I cannot help but notice that you haven't uh, mentioned anything about, uh, what is it, Fallen Order again? I don't even know the exact name of, of the Venthyr Covenant ability. Um, can you guys talk a little bit about that? Because I know it's like kind of like a contentious topic. And actually, it sound, it felt a little cool. And I'm on purpose, on, on purpose, on paper, it sounds, <laughs> it, it sounds pretty interesting. But uh, is this something that we can look forward to at least going to 9.1? Because we know it's not that great. Uh, I wouldn't say look. You can't. You can look forward to it. Nine point one. Like it's an interesting idea. It's like oh, summon a thing. They just do their own thing. You get some healing. The soul binds are pretty cool too because you get like token of appreciation, which is big shielding and whatnot. But like, there's so many issues with it. Like, since it's all random and it's you know healing on that target for eight or nine seconds or something like that, you have like this inherent possibility and in rage to just have massive overhealing. Like when I look, it's like. 60 to like 80 percent overhealing on most casts of it and it's just like oh okay and then the other issue is it doesn't interact with any of your kit <laughs> so like you put it it puts out enveloping mist and you don't get increased your healing isn't increased by it you're just like oh you just have this hot <laughs> that i can't interact with cool and then sometimes they don't even cast it they're just like oh here's some soothing mist healing for eight seconds so i'm gonna go <laughs> like, mm. yeah I mean, it's it's anytime you let pets take over healing, it's just they're they're dumb. So like, it just it's totally RNG. And like, yeah, like Abbott said, like it doesn't interact with the rest of our kit. So there's no there's no way to set up interesting things. Like with Bone Dust Brew, you can set up hitting a large majority of the raid with Bone Dust Brew, and then do a bunch of healing right after it, right? Similarly with like Weapons Border, and even with um what is it, Failing Stomp, right? Like there is a an on use and activate, and you have control of that, which as a healer is something you always want, like. You always want control, which is why like random proc crap, I'll say, is like always very, very frustrating to deal with as a healer because there are times where it could be very good and there are times where it could be very bad, right? And like 
the key, yeah. So like in general, like that's why Fallen Order I think probably ends up not being played. Even though they, like I said, tokens really good. Their their soulbinds like Theo's generally a very solid like soulbind tree. It's just, um, yeah, the, the the it's like you waste the the ability, and then like Door of Shadows is cool, but any sort of movement is wasted on a Mistweaver because we have so much movement already. So like even like the what is the blinky thing that soul the, shape the, like, soul shape yeah even soul shape itself is like cool but it's like on top of like two rolls tiger's lust mm. like we have a bunch of movement already we can teleport like with with transcendence, transcendence right so yeah. yeah so like there's any sort of movement ability is is generally not I don't personally rank very highly on a misweaver just because we have so much already so but yeah oh, so I don't we think already you'll see have... there. that's mm. we already have. Ventures for powerful for holy paladins, man. That's enough. Yeah, that's all, like, that's all that can yeah, be done. You can have two are, are, are they gonna stay that way in one? We don't know. But normally, <laughs> normally we actually save uh, this uh, the section for a little bit later in the video. But I think it's a good time just to make a segue into it because uh, we're kind of on the same topic with uh, with covenants and uh, obviously uh, we're getting uh, the legendaries. I think this is coming. Uh, oh no, the this is coming just a few days before the the patch releases. Oh right. yeah, two more days. So uh, yeah. uh, I, 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 we definitely talked and we covered uh, in, a, in in one of our videos a little bit about uh, what the new the new covenant legendaries. Can you guys go a little bit more in depth about it? Because you did mention stuff about RNG, and personally, I like to tank a lot. And being in charge of any kind of survivability that's based on RNG feels incredibly bad design, especially in in a in a game environment where you can probably be globaled as a tank. So doing that for the healers doesn't feel incredibly uh, incredibly great as well, and I'm thinking of I think it's the Necrolord new legendary. I forgot what its name is, but that has a random ch chance of proccing Bonda's Brew. But going into that, can you guys talk a little bit about the Covenant legendaries? If anything changed, if you think that they need to do a specific change for them to work, or what does Misweaver need to be at least competitive on top of the buffs that we've uh, that, we've, that we're gonna get in a few days, I guess. So I'll take the legendaries if you want to take what we need to be competitive, buddy. I but um. So like, you know, they've introduced four new legendaries, uh, I think it's Call of Arms, Call Two Arms for Kyrian, where, you know, when you press Weapons of Order, you get 12 seconds of the Celestial you have, GG or Elon. Uh, that one is actually looking pretty fun and interesting. Like, we've done some rough stuff where it's like, if you were already taking GG, potentially better than Ancient Teachings, if you can actually use it at aggressive times, you know, fun like that. And then on top of the, you know, uh, what's his name, Mechanos? Mechanicos. Mechanicos. Come on, bud. Mechanicos. Sorry, man. I'm not a lore master like you. Um, you can get down to like getting a Chigi every minute and 20 seconds in dungeons. So, you know, just a lot more Chigi uptime and fun around that. But then, you know, as you were saying, you have like Bountiful Brew where you just get a random shuck of a bone dust brew like one and a half times a minute or something. I'm just like, oh, cool. You just randomly threw it at some person. Let's hope that it, you know, doesn't go to the guy who's soaking a mechanic by himself. <laughs> or or the or the mob that has a huge hitbox and it misses all your melee. Oh yeah, because they're all like, oh, let's sit up max melee. Yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and it, that one just generally feels underwhelming because it's, you know, so random. You know, it does proc soul binds, but it's like, okay. Get some. The only soul bind that matters is Emni here, and I just get a little bit more in there, and you know, whatever. Oh no, the Night Fae one. I forget its name because I hate Night Fae so much at this point. Uh, Sloot called Bailey, me a furry. Bailey and once. Harmony. Bailey, Bailey and Harmony. Harmony. Sorry, Sloot called me a furry, and now I get quoted that every month, if not more, <laughs> in peak. And I get linked to the clip, and I get so mad. No, but it it it's such a 
strange and situational one because it's a lot of the power is built around the RNG chance of it, which doesn't feel good as a healer. And it's like, eh, you know, another Feline Stomp, you know, randomly within my cast, you know, the 30 second cooldown, that might be great. I might sit on it for 10 seconds. Yikes. Then Fallen Order, the one we all love to talk about. Um, I think I, okay, I completely forget this one's name. You can't, I, I have- Sinister Teachings. Sinister Teachings. I made the acronyms, I think, two days ago. I should know these. You should. should. I cheated, but, um, by the way. I'm, I'm writing a bunch of stuff for Wildhead this week, so. <laughs> <laughs> Information no, is but, power. Um, yeah, no, but it's, it's one that has, I think, the most unique aspect to it, because it gives you so much CDR, because you can get like two minutes of cooldown on the ability with it. But it's the ability is just so questionable if it's going to be super strong or super bad. You're just like, eh, it's kind of whatever. And then like the extra clone is always a Mistweaver clone, which is nice. But you know, I, I don't know. The new legendary is the only one that I look at. And I'm like, wow, it's Fall to Arms because you get more Chigi playtime or more Yulon. You know, Chigi is fun. Are, are any of the, the Covenant legendaries actually looking to like replace like the, the current, I would say, best in slot uh, for raiding or for mythic plus legendaries that currently use uh, for mischievers is is any like any of these uh, uh, are any of these legendaries on the horizon to actually be replaced right to replace the existing ones yeah so i think like specifically call to arms in mythic plus is going to be the a very big move like it's going to be your best right. in slot by a good mile because typically whenever you hit chiji in mythic plus Nobody dies for the next 25 seconds. If you can, you know, dumb that down to, okay, every minute 20 seconds, I can make nobody die for 12 seconds. I think it's going to be pretty fun. And all the extra damage, because, you know, GG is just spamming damage for the next 12 seconds yep, now. Yep. All right. So, but in raid, it's more questionable. Like, there's still a toss up for Call to Arms being better than Ancient Teachings, but we'll have to see. It's hard to determine. Yeah. I, I will be playing it. For my progression, at least, <laughs> at least to start. Probably too. Yeah. I just wanted to say that this is on top of the the melee uh, damage buffs that we've gotten, which inadvertently increased the the healing of ancient teachers of the monsters. So with that in mind, uh, Call to Arms is still looking to be definitely better in M from what you're saying, but still left to be tested, I guess, in raids, depending on I'm assuming the timings, right? Because it, it kind of yeah. matters what the, the the mechanics. When we do all the math. It comes out to be like ancient teachings is like, or no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, Call to Arms is about like 10 to 15, maybe 20% ahead of, um, oh God, uh, ancient teachings of the monastery. But that's like no overhealing. You get all your hots out. And, you know, a lot of these, you know, nice things that we just can assume or hope for. But, use all, uh, you use all eight of your GCDs perfectly, right? Yeah, like, yeah you don't lose any. Oh. Yeah. You never get kicked out of melee, you know. So, you know, depending on the fight, like, um, specifically, like, Guardian of the First is a fight that I think of, and I'm like, this is going to be a great legendary. You get an extra Celestial. There's just three big burst phases on that fight for 12 seconds each. Perfect Chigi time. Perfect for Call to Arms. Like, I can see some fights already that being the go-to, but not necessarily everything by default. And uh, we were talking about... Um... What could bring uh, Mistweaver in the competitive scene as well? I'm not sure if we're going to see it in MDA or anything, but uh, maybe it won't be... Obviously, the community is loud because everybody just likes to talk about it. It's, oh, 
Nobody plays uh, Miss Weaver in uh, Race of World First. Like, oh my God, this is a trash pack. Well, don't invite Miss Weaver to your group and things like that. Obviously, we, we deal with that, and it's it's silly because Miss Weaver is such a powerhouse, and uh, I've seen I've seen some some numbers, man. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. But um, what uh, if we're gonna look at that uh, anomaly? What what do you think Miss Weaver might need, either from its past design times or what it could need now? to be bumped up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the biggest thing from a Mistweaver perspective is, and, and really this actually probably applies to Druid too, just in terms of like design, is that if you're going to make a healer, a throughput healer, like make them actually do healing and more healing than anybody else, right? Like there's nothing wrong with like having a class like Holy Paladin or, or Disc, right? Where, or really Holy Paladin in general, right? Which has a lot of like DRs associated to it, right? You have your utility and Shaman. They're fine being those classes, but the fact that they do competitive healing with every other class is a problem, right? Because there's no point in taking a different class that doesn't bring, say, Spirit Link if the Shaman does as much or more healing than a Mistweaver, right? Or, or a Druid, or it doesn't matter who the class is, right? But the idea is like, if they bring something plus the same amount of HPS, then there's no point in bringing the class that had, does not have that cool thing, right? Whether it's Spirit Link, AM, Spirit Shell, right? Like those type of abilities. Um, so in general, that's like the biggest, I think, design issue that I feel with Mistweaver, and, and I think it applies to Druid too, is that you don't have, like, you're a throughput healer. You bring healing, like, your Celestials are just throughput cooldowns. Your revive, like, Revival is just a throughput cooldown, right, in terms of what it is. So why do we not do 10 to 50%? Not, maybe that's a large number. Why don't we do more healing than everybody else, right? Like, and that's sort of the, the biggest, I think, issue in terms of what you need Mistweaver to do is to do more healing than everybody else. Then... On top of that, I don't think you ever see a throughput healer, or if you do, it'll be sort of few and far between. But in terms of like the world first race or like the the top level guilds, right? Because they're playing a different game than probably, mm -hmm. not probably, they're playing a different game than everybody else, yeah, right? True. Yeah. They're hitting abilities that kill you, like <laughs> outright kill you if you don't use a DR. So it's like when I get to those fights, I have enough gear where I'll live it and I just have to heal it up. And like the idea of like, people saying like, well, just give Mistweaver DR, then they'll be brought to the world first. It's like, well, I don't care about that. Number one, I don't want a DR. Like, <laughs> I think it's like stupid for every class to have the same ability. So I don't want like raid-wide stagger on revival. Like everyone says that should happen because that's just a different flavor of a, like aura mastery, right? Um, and so from my perspective, if I was redesigning or not even redesigning, but looking at sort of the healing specs that we have, it's, it's looking at you know, having niche or having like ideas for what you want a class to be and then actually going through with those ideas. Um, and I think that that honestly, I think to Blizzard's point that breaks down when you look at their idea of a healer or a class being able to do everything. And like if you lower the throughput of Disc and Holy Paladin, you potentially impact their ability to be a Mythic Plus healer or you know what I mean, where they're the only healer in that group, right? Um, and then you'll see like Mistweavers be very strong for any anytime you can live the damage, just bring a Mistweaver or bring a Druid or whoever the throughput healers are. So I think for me, like that's where my mind is in terms of how do you make Mistweaver better? And it's like lean into what you want Mistweaver to be, um, which is a throughput healer. Then on top of that, Blizzard, just make up your mind if you want us to be a melee healer or a caster. <laughs> like pick one of them and fuck the other side of it. Sorry, I don't mean to curse, but like just... <laughs> to get rid of the other side of it. Like, if you don't want us in melee, get rid of TG, get rid of Spirit of the Crane, get rid of, like, Rising Sun Kick, get rid of all that crap. Don't classify us as melee for abilities. Like, don't make me get chained to melee on Sludge Fist. Like, put me in the <laughs> caster group, and I'll just be a caster. Or vice versa. Don't let me sit... Don't, don't have upwelling as a talent. 
like remove that crap and like give us something that does either does more damage or, or does something interacting with like our ability to do damage, you know, and and I think that would be the other thing that I would do. So just to make the spec more like one note. And I think to be fair, I will give Blizzard credit, like moving it like the way they've moved invoke as a talent um is cool. It sort of changes the place, all right, from Elon to 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 uh to using, you know, invoke GG. But um yeah, I mean, I think they just need to lean one or the other from a playstyle perspective. Also, and then I guess final point, bring back Chi, because it was great. <laughs> and also, if you, you, you're you already making us spend 900 mana more than every other class, or, you know, whatever, 100% more mana than every other class. So give us Chi so that we, like, have a reason to, like, not spend so much mana. Because that's the other, I think, design issue that they have is they're still in that whole, like, wad area where Misweaver spells were expensive because we had Chi and we had old manatee, which we could drain our mana bar and then get it back in 20, 40, what is it? 20 seconds, right? Is that what you channel for? I think. Um, so again, like, I guess to sum it up, make us an actual throughput healer, make throughput healers an actual throughput healers. I don't care if it's Mistweaver or Druid, just give it that. Pick a side on where you want like Mistweaver to be, whether we're melee or casters and then bring back Chi. That's my idea to like make <laughs> Mistweaver better. I still don't think that makes us world first, quote unquote world first healers, but at least it makes us maybe not, a you know, the like the stepchild class right or whatever the, the right of the community class. yeah exactly <laughs> like i don't need i need more memes from bddg about how like mystery was drowning and daddy blizzard oh. only cares about the the holy paladin jumping in the pool I don't, <laughs> don't worry i'm gonna go fight their whole guild at the next time <laughs> it's going down <laughs> um this is uh on 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 your point um i'm more of a i like the i like uh, the choice of uh, play style uh, embedded in, I guess, in the talents in this situation because you can either play Rising Mist or you can play uh, Upwelling. Uh, whether or not they're balanced, I guess that's always a topic that we can uh, we can debate. Um, uh, and I always, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, anomaly on this one. I, isn't Mistweaver Monk the first healer that was added into the game with the concept of doing damage to heal? I think that was before before this got their atonement obviously yeah. before holy paladin has its shenanigans oh, yeah. right now yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually true it yeah. was the first two yeah. and, I, and i always think whenever the topic of healer damage is brought into discussion i always think of uh, the current iteration of holy priest which i think it's actually pretty good on this sense because you can do a lot of damage as holy priest but you don't do any healing so you kind of have to choose misweaver was okay the play style is to do damage and and uh, do healing through it so i could see a a, a niche where as a Mistweaver, you do the most amount of damage as a healer. You don't have damage reduction. You don't have like those amazing cooldowns that Restu Shamans, Discipline Priest, and Holy Paladins have, but you at least do the most amount of damage, which is weird because Holy Paladin does that now. And I think I, I, I think it was one of your streams that I came into and I saw that I think your title was the, the Pink Mistweaver Monk. <laughs> like <laughs> the, the Pink Mistweaver Monk, that was pretty hilarious. And I was like, oh, right. Cause, Cause Monk is supposed to do all of that damage. With Holy Paladin, you can probably chuck that up to playstyle as you're generating things, so you don't probably need to do as much. Um, but I think maybe that's something that we can we can get into because like you mentioned, you're chained for all of the melee mechanics. You're basically classified as a as a as another melee, which I mean rating aside, I guess it's more of a I, I see it more of a prevalent issue in, in dungeons because it seems like the melee affix is the, the affixes trigger melees a lot more harshly than it does for for ranged, and I, I don't. Do you think like a, an increase in damage output, while I would imagine just lowering the transfer into healing from rising mist so that it doesn't become a little bit too silly, would be a thing that Mistweaver can find themselves into where they can be seen as a oh I just like to do damage, 
bring a misweaver that might help check some some timings or anything? I mean, I mean personally, they'd have to fix Holy Paladin first before they fix Misweaver, right? Like the, the problem with Holy Paladin is just their highest HPS rotation is also their highest DPS rotation. So like, that's the issue with Holy Paladin. It's not that they do damage to heal, it's that they do the most damage and the most healing when they do that damage, with right? Like thing, yeah. every other spec, like you mentioned, like Holy Priest can do a lot of damage, but they have to sacrifice healing. I mean, Resto Shaman does amazing damage, has to sacrifice healing to do that, right? Um, and Misweaver, Misweaver 2 sacrifices damage for healing, right? Like our some of our like Vivify and Essence font don't do damage, right? And that's how some of our main heals. So yeah. again, the idea is like the reason like I giving Misweaver more damage does not fix the fact that we have to stop healing to do that damage, right? And Paladin will always be better in that case. Like in at least in the current iteration. So I mean to be fair, like the whole pink Misweaver spec thing, like they literally lifted she and like the way Misweaver played and just made it Holy Power and Crusader Strike and Holy Shock. Like, like, well, I guess Misweaver didn't have a Holy Shock equivalent, but like, the idea is like they lifted that exact playstyle and gave it to Paladins, right? And then they first lifted it and gave it to Priests in Legion, and then they did it again, gave it to Paladins in BFA. So, I mean, like, at this point, I don't think there is a niche Misweaver does damage, right? Unless they change another class to not do damage, right? And then, like, make Paladin back into like the dumb. Like heal tanks and spam holy light, like it was in oh, PC please. and everything. <laughs> I, I, I want to see all the, the paladin mains be like, what I have to cast? The spec is dead. I can't do anything. Ru ruin that class, <laughs> man. Ruin that class. <laughs> that was that was the the thing with holy paladins for for so long. Oh, um, but uh, cycling back on to mystery for. Um, uh, the, maybe my perception is wrong here, but when compared to to the other healer specs, it always felt that Mistweaver, at least in the last three expansions, um, did not have as many um, I would say defensive cooldowns as the others. But it would compensate because of the high throughput. Uh, like for like if you look at uh, this priest, you know obviously there's a lot of like mitigation cooldowns, right? Uh, uh, you can look at even Druid to some extent, but Holy Paladin definitely has some for that. And I'm just gonna go out the you know the, the matter of dealing damage in HPS. While Mystery for but Cocoon and uh, Revival, um, and that, that 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 was pretty much it. But it would compensate because of the throughput, and I would I would love that. It gave a, a different sense to the to the playstyle. Uh, you you talk about you know uh, having it you know do damage and healing it and uh, whatever. I actually love the iteration where you would just sit in the back, and, uh, and this is in, in BFA, right? Mm. Uh, I, I would love that 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 play style. Just sit in the back and you know uh, uh, make sure you know your uh, reps are up and uh, spam spam. What is it? Uh, oh, uh, uh, soothing mist and uh, the, yes, yeah, so soothing mm -hmm. mist. You don't have your statue. I love that. Plus the fact that I can always move uh, from from place to place. So I guess the, the the idea I'm going with here. Do you guys think Mistweaver would be better off uh, moving forward with some extra cooldowns, like some of the other healing specs, or are we sticking to the okay? Make the fucking throughput be the throughput because I know for the longest time it kind of was the healer with the biggest throughput. Or maybe at, least, at least from an average player perspective, it felt yeah, like yeah, yeah. just pressing my buttons. Is, I started to do uh, way more healing, way quicker than any other healer in the game. Especially uh, if if you already had a good uh, renewing miss setup, 
uh, you can explode in the meters. Yeah, I, I, I used to love that, man. That's, that's that's what, no, that's, I feel like that's kind of still <laughs> how it is, that. but the, the, it feels like I have to work a lot for my numbers as opposed to maybe what I do with Holy Paladin or, or Resto yeah. Shaman or things like that. Yeah, so like the previous or the, the older iterations of Mistweaver, I think, was just like very like it was like okay you're supposed to do throughput you can instantly get that throughput you don't need to work too hard you know essence font with damage hits hit vivify chase the renew your essence font hots you're doing big hps right away you don't need to set up like disprease or you know things like that but it's like as all the other healers numbers have slowly crept up and you know glimmer has started to take over they're like okay one holy shock okay there's your whole essence font because glimmer is op shock barrier is op have fun it's just you know it feels like the issue is it, to me is like blizzard has these two ideas where it's like okay you have the rising mist play style where it's like okay you want to set up and you know have your burst windows and you have you know your uh, upwelling where it's like okay i want my immediate hps hit it when i want it and then it's like they're having to try to balance both of these at the same time where it's like okay i can't have too much immediate hps or you know rising mist gets kicked out or becomes massively overpowered and you know vice versa where it's like Oh, if I have too much setup time, then the upwelling play can style just falls apart. And it's this weird issue where it's like, you know, you have two different play styles that it's like, if you want to add a cooldown, it might make one viable or better, or it might just completely break the other. And it's just weird because it's like both are good and viable. And, you know, some people like one and some like the other. And I feel like Blizzard's feeling the pain of, oh, I don't want to divide this community. Yeah, it's like half the people. Uh, yeah, we got what, what is it? A third of the community here. Exactly. Yeah, all twelve <laughs> of us will be real upset if they break one of those. Uh, um, to that extent, maybe we can move into uh, to another uh, thing that we usually like to talk about, and essentially like talent design, because uh, sometimes uh, talents can be can be there. Although I do feel like maybe Mistweaver might have a, a a better distribution of. Viable tense, at least from my perspective, than than other healers. But so we can still talk about it because you did mention, you did point it out clearly. Which, although this is something that I do like, it does it does run into a couple of issues. Rising Mist versus well, well, the others, so essentially, or let's say upwelling. You either you kind of switch playstyles where you're either in melee and in range, and like Anomaly pointed out, it, it, it doesn't help too much when when the the encounter is designed to look at you as a melee, and you and you have to still be in melee even if you play upwelling because. If you're gonna give be a chain that slush fist and you're gonna be in range, well, that just doesn't work. So unless, uh, which I doubt, they introduce a, a, a form of smart AI where you can tell if you're running upwelling or rising miss, or if you tell if you, if they can tell if your playstyle is range or not. Yeah, I, I know I'm not going a little bit overboard for, for Blizzard right now, but unless they do that, then that's always gonna be an issue. And obviously, the whole fantasy of Mistweaver is to punch and kick at least at, at some point during the fight. I don't know if making Rising Mist uh, baseline and then putting something else would have been, would be a better ideal and making the monk seeing as, as range and then you can maybe go in occasionally to, to, to fist if you want to. But how do you guys see this dynamic being changed? Is it a problem with the talents? Is it something that can be fixed by swapping some things around? Do we have to get rid of Rising Mist entirely and just be like a healer and just choose if you want to do damage? How do you guys see this this dynamic going forward? And we can talk about other talents too. Yeah, 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 go yeah, into I mean, other talents as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think at the top level, like the level 50 talents, I think are are fine for Misleaver. Like I, I don't particularly enjoy upwelling just because it sort of takes you out of playing your class for up to like six seconds, right? If you, if you let it stack. But I mean, I think it's, it's fine. It basically doesn't, it, it gives you a little, not a bonus, but it doesn't hurt you from like an efficiency perspective from like if you don't cast that spot on cooldown, right? I think Rising Mist is fine as a talent. I think it's interesting. Focus Thunder is a nice change too, um, just in terms of like, if you need to um, Thunder Focus cast, like for whatever reason, like you want to get double extends on your Renewing Mist, or if you think you need Rising Sun Kick multiple times, right? There's there's an idea there that, that you can utilize it. So, I mean, I think in general, the Mistweaver talents across the board are fairly, I mean, are fairly balanced. I think some tiers are a little bit weaker than others, but I think in general we play, you know, depending on the content you're doing, you can swap your talents around and um, it's actually interesting, right? You don't generally play the same spec in Mythic Plus that you're going to play in Raid, and even in Raid, there is some, you know, there is some uh, uh, some changes you can do, right? Or, or some modifications you can do. So, no, I think th th there's only a, probably a handful of bad talents, I think, in the like in the Mistweaver tree. Um, e Wave. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, like, Chi Wave seems to be just give us two on the 15 row, and that's fine. Like, I'm fine <laughs> switching between Mistrap and Chi Burst. Chi uh, Wave's a joke. Uh, I think 25 is cool, so the movement tier, um, just because I think all of them are worthwhile. Like, I generally will always recommend Tiger's Lush just because it's another root dispel, right? It's, a, it's another way to dispel any sort of, you know, player that gets stuck. Um, but yeah. Torpedo, or Celerity are always viable. Like, you can play those fine. Um, what is 30 is Life Cycle, the Spirit. Aura, right? Yeah, Spirit and Manatee. Manatee and Life Cycles, I think, are going to be, like, the ones you flip, flip back and forth. Spirit of the Crane used to be good when it was, like, not on the same tier as Manatee. But the problem is Manatee is so good that if you want to save mana, generally Manatee is going to be where it's at. Um, because you are generally only using mana in burst windows, right? Whether that's in Mythic Plus or in Raids. Um, really wanted to use it, right? Um, 35 is a joke. You take Ring of Peace. If you take anything else, you're <laughs> controlling your raid <laughs> or your group. Um, song of Chi-Chi is just awful and too Wait, you don't like the song? Oh, God. There was, <laughs> there was one fight. The cloud. There was <laughs> yeah. one fight. Well, there was like one fight ever that Cloud was useful for. And I forget the name. It was in it was in Legion, I'm pretty sure. It was not even useful. It was like, hey, you could cheese something potentially if your whole entire raid was on the same page as you with it. I forget you the fight. Anyway. the group of mods. Yeah, 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 it was something stupid, hey, but yeah. They almost used it once in BFA MDI. They, they did the crazy poll, they tried the Song of Chi Chi, and it didn't work, and they wiped four times. <laughs> oh, that's true. actually true. I remember that, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, ring is like anxiety-inducing. I still have anxiety on Ajara from having to ring ads in the center uh, and missing it by just enough. Um, 40s <laughs> are like defensive row. Actually, defensive row is actually really good. I mean, you mostly are going to take defuse because a lot of the damage you're going to take a lot of like the dot damage and like the damage you take as a non-tank is going to be uh, magical, but I mean you have healing elixir if you don't need the reduction and dampen harm if it's going to be non-magical damage. So, like on um, sludge fist, yeah, sludge fist, yeah, dampen's really good um, for that stuff. Um, and then forty-five is what summon is like statue, which is yeah, I think I actually recommend statue in the wildhead guide, but it's just because I like feel, for, feel like people are lazy for dungeons. <laughs> I know I recommend them for dungeons because yeah. Um, you know, and most of the time tank healing is an issue. That's true. That's true. At least for, for new players, right? Which is mostly what those are written for. Um, and then you have Refreshing Jade Wind, which I think is a cool, like, just AoE heal for any rot damage. We haven't had a ton of rot damage fights, I feel like. Um, and, and there's one coming up in, in Sanctum, um, when I did my review this week, where it might be kind of useful. But then you that sort of competes with Invoke GG, which I think is going to be the play uh, in general.
Um, but yeah, I think across the board, talent-wise, like Misu has a bunch of options. There's really only like one dead row and like maybe two dead talents like across the board. So um, yeah, it's not, they're not terrible. Um, I think the biggest, like, again, I think the biggest problem in terms of talents is just like, I even, and this is sort of like a, like an idea that I hate is that when you like you take upwelling because you want to be in ranged and cast. And I think that's no offense. It's stupid. Like you take <laughs> upwelling and you can still be in melee and do damage. Like there's no, like that's sort of the, the idea is that like misweaver to me, whenever someone says, and I know you said this and I'm going to sound really rude here to my host. So I'm sorry. I don't mean this. Go ahead. I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to apologize before I say this, but like, Misweaver was built to be in melee. Like all of our damaging abilities are in melee, like melee range abilities. Like we have the movement to get out of things in melee quickly. So like the idea of like people wanting to play a caster spec, like it's like playing disc and not wanting to use atonement. Just be like, I don't ever want to cast smite or mind games or spiritual. I just want to, I just want to shadow heal or what is it? Shadow man, right? Shadow so, man, it's yeah. like, <laughs> it's like, that's like, I want to play disc. <laughs> yeah, I want to play disc and penance allies and use shadow men. Like that's how I want to play disc freeze. And it's like, when I hear people like, play, like I want to play cast or mystery. I'm like, like really? Like just roll a different class. Like play a shaman, play a holy priest at that point. Like actually to be fair, you want to play cast or mystery or play holy priest. It's more fun and do more healing. I was thinking about uh, the, the 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 thing with uh, the playstyle and stuff. Is my first experience with Mystery was actually in, in arenas, <clears throat> and before I think Crane used to be a PvP talent, and it was a little bit broken at some point, where you would really do a lot of damage as a Mystery in, in in arena specifically in melee, right? <clears throat> so after that was fixed, like that was like for me the the best healers to play in arenas because you would actually have the biggest distance, distance from everybody to heal, right? And <clears throat> that was the thing with Mistyver. If you went into melee in arenas and you got stunned or something, that's it, baby. That was like the other stage. Yeah. That's, that's, I moved to that, to dungeons, and I was like, oh man, I love this playstyle. Because, you know, coming from, from arenas, just sitting from afar and then healing, it was, it was that good. But I love the mobility and the smoothness of it. I never really got into like actually meleeing uh, you know, and doing damage to heal because it was for, for my mind was always in great, you know, playing a lot of this priest and stuff. I was like, eh, okay, I'll play the, the safe route, but I totally get the get the point now. I'm, I'm guessing it's much more fun in, in raids and dungeons to just go to damage and heal at the same time because it is a fucking monk if you think about it. You know, it's, you know, yeah. hits and chops and shit and kicks. Oh, yeah. It's all good. I, I don't know. I think in, in terms of like the talents and design there, I don't think we have any really bad ones. It's just like, some of them I wish were not talents, right? Like anything that buffs essence font is an issue with me because I hate that spell. <laughs> <laughs> so immediately upwelling is annoying. But I, I mean, across the board, like I don't know how you feel, but I think our talents are generally pretty good. Like there's a there's always going to be ones that the community and like folks are going to say, hey, always take this, right? But yeah, like I think manatees in there. Like I think even even in mythic plus now, I think life cycles is probably not the play. But yeah, I. There's always going to be like, hey, you should always take this. But like playing life cycles on that row isn't terrible. I mean, I would say to an extent playing Spirit of the Crane isn't terrible. I mean, if you're playing it, you're not doing keys where your mana actually matters anyway. Um, so like it's it's fine to do that. So yeah, I don't know. There's I, across the board, talents are pretty good. Um, My only issue with talents is sometimes they like produce anti-synergy with each other. Like Spirit of the Crane and Rising Mist have completely yeah. different ideas. Where it's like rising, or rising mist. You're like, okay, I want as many S or RSKs as possible. 
And it's like, okay, let me hit as much blackout kick as possible right when I can, so I can get that reset early on and, you know, potentially get an extra one throughout the fight or something. But it's like, Spirit of the Crane's like, okay, let me stack to three teachings of the monastery stacks so I hit Tiger Palm three times in a row and then blackout kick. Because the only mana that it gives is from the teaching of the monastery stacks. So if you're like going to one stack or two stacks every time, you're losing a ton of, you know, overall efficiency on the spell. And it's like, oh no, now it's so much further away from manatee than it was before. Because I think it's like 40 or 50% of your GCDs right now have to be Tiger Palm, Tiger Palm, Tiger Palm, Blackout Kick, just to equal Manatee on, you know, a generic rotation. And it's like, oh, if I start to do one or two, it really falls to 70% of my GCDs. Might as well only hit these buttons. Yeah, but and it worked like, a lot well with the previous fight designs too, where you had that downtime, right? That's what Spear of the Crane mm -hmm. needs, is it needs like downtime where you don't have to heal, which not a lot of the fights really have that, so. Yeah, and, I, and then I, I also have qualms with kind of Chi-Gi because Chi-Gi has this weird like anti-synergy with Spirit of the Crane again, where it's like, okay, I only want to go to two teachings of the Monastery stacks at most, so I don't overcap on my buff. Oh, that's still less than three. And if I hit RSK at the start, that's now one stack. And you just yeah. get these weird like trade-offs where you're like, okay, if I want to play this talent optimally, this talent now isn't optimal. They're you know, if I want to play both of the, you know, all three of these talents, two can be good or one can be good. And which one would you want? The one that gives you some more mana or the one that gives you a lot of healing? Or the set, I guess I should say. And, you know, like outside of that, I think our talents are pretty good, you know. More or less, Chi Wave needs to die and that's it. <laughs> and, hey man, if they made it bounce like 20 times with the same cooldown. It's still bad. It's still bad. Literally, you it's could have infinite chi. You could have infinite chi wave, and it's. I would still never take it. I mean, yep. what you would do at that point, you put a turn up down before the fight starts. Just sit there for an hour <laughs> casting it, so you have like a thousand going or something, and then you're good for the whole fight. You solo the That's fight. True, actually, re-roll the Windwalker. I was gonna say, I think a lot of there's like a lot of like negative energy out for like switching from like a caster based misweaver to a you know fist weaving based one. When, you know, like people come in and be like, oh my God, what are all the new things I have to do? Do I have to completely change my rotation? It's like, no, just keep playing like you were, but in melee and then hit <laughs> RSK whenever you can. Like it's yeah. such a, you know, the, the biggest thing is moving from range to melee. And then it's like, okay, I have one extra button in my rotation. You know, yeah. not really having to worry about, oh, do I have this up? Do I have this buff? It's just roughly the same, just in melee, which I think, you know, a lot of people don't. No, it makes sense. Again, it's it's a yeah. fucking monk. It's a fucking monk, right? This, yeah. this might hit me, man. It's a monk. Why, why would yeah. you? Right? You, you know, everything like from mop, you would see like fists and everything kicks and jumping around. So def def definitely, but we haven't talked about uh, any of the 9.1 buffs and stuff for from. Uh, yeah, actually, we, we we haven't mentioned. We talked a bit like in concept, like what would be good. But obviously, uh, Misweaver's gotten a lot of uh, a lot of damage buffs to to the damage abilities and the revival buff clearly. Which it uh, from the just reading the tooltip doesn't sound like a lot, but uh, when when I was playing a little bit with my mastery and trying to see exactly what the difference is between. Uh, non-weapons of order and weapons of order, I realized that holy shit, magic heals for a lot. And then on top of that, having the re uh, having revival change to, once again, uh, like Anomaly pointed out, uh, just being a bigger or a better throughput 
cooldown uh, seems incredible. How does that factor into, I guess it would probably be a little bit feely crafty here and speculation to, to a degree. How does that factor into the 9.1 uh, or meta or would anybody like at least in the competitive scene, let's say 100 uh, Hall of Fame guilds would suffer from taking a Mistweaver and not take something else? Because obviously Holy Paladins were nerfed in their damage a little bit. I don't know if that was enough or not. But uh, how do you guys feel about Mistweaver in 9.1 if you can get a little bit more specific about um, well, extra conduit, uh, what is it, extra soulbind traits, uh, yeah. the legendaries and everything, well, I guess, called to arms. How do, what do you guys feel about that? Do you want to take it or do you want me to? No, you, you can start, you can start. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, uh, so, like, I think Miss Weaver moves into this weird niche healer. Like, it adds an action, it adds an extra niche to our healing playstyle where you can say, like, okay, we want a healer that can produce a crap ton of HPS, just instantly pop the raid from like 20% to 70% in one GCD right after mechanic, and then another mechanic can come and we all live, because the changes to revival are, you know, quite massive, like rocking mastery allows us to do things like essence font beforehand, so you, you know, you can hit the button and then you get double mastery on some people, and I was doing the math and it was like, 50 60 percent stronger than 8.1 like you know factoring everything like oh soul binds combining all this stuff and it, you know right now it's doing like 20 percent of your health bar when you cast it so now you know you're bumping it up and then you can you know pop more steroids onto it i think swaggles has a clip where he like hits revival and does 800k healing and what? it goes from like 50 percent to full Ooh. health and you're like where did that go did you Paladin just bug and lay on hands everyone like hmm? <laughs> yeah I was I was with bonus bro I think too right so. yeah he had a fully stacked raid and it was yeah but I think I think we like fall into a weird niche now where we can also bring for this specific thing but like the new soul binds I don't want to be mean to the soul binds but the only interesting ones are on the Kyrian <laughs> aspect oh I look at the other ones I'm like okay this is kind of you know my my what is it on, I think it's on Emni where it's like my plush crap now does an extra what 9k healing every two minutes at most or if I fully channel it hooray <laughs> most of them are just you know yeah whatever for the other specs but Kyrian looks pretty fun because you get extra uh, like int by you know finding the person on Pelagos some extra crit a, a lot of crit actually from uh, Clea and then you know you get to play the uh, how close can I get to the mobs and hit <laughs> weapons of order and get a ton oh, of CDR because you can get like 40 seconds off of it. And, you know, it's a two minute cooldown, so it's basically 50%, right? <laughs> That'll but, be fun. Play, playing who? Which which uh, which Soulbind is that one on, Abbe? <laughs> uh, I would like the Lore Master to actually answer that. Uh, you know. it's, it's on Mechanical. <laughs> yeah, Mechanical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is it? Primal Forge Mechamonicos, right? I believe so. That's, I don't that's, actually know. That's that's the one. It does seem like uh, what is the lore master doing. Talking <laughs> <laughs> um, talking with a lot of people about this, it does seem like Kieran has maybe one of the strongest soul binds altogether, uh, except for Nia, which is obviously a, a big contender for a lot of DPS specs and. Oh my god, I'm so happy that Monk doesn't have to have to go Night Fae as well. Because if I had to have like 10 out of my 12 alts on Night Fae... Uh, um, so this is in regards to uh, to, to the Soulbinds. Um, I don't know how much... 
testing or, the or, or or simming, you guys were, were able to do with the with the Sanctum of Domination shards. Um, what what do you guys think of that, and how, how do you see that impacting? I wasn't incredibly impressed about what they do. It's nice. It's kind of like a buff. It's kind of like a like a twenty five percent tier tier set bonus, but not really. It's but a poor it's, man's tier bonus. Yeah, yeah, it's like we don't want tier tier uh, tier sets again. But <laughs> it's it's an awful awful system. And it, <laughs> it feels it's like awful. Oh, sorry. They, it feels like they said here you wanted tier sets. We'll give you every possible worst combination. Now you have to put these five pieces on. Get your gems and upgrade it. Oh Go recraft God, your legendaries. It's yeah. just, it's, it's just, yeah. So recraft, like not like so. The the biggest thing that actually upsets, not upsets me, but grinds my gears on this one is that you need a specific piece to activate the three set bonus, and the piece is different depending on which set it is. So like to activate the three set unholy bonus, you need what shoulders? Shoulders, I think. I don't know. There's a wow. I didn't really do that one. Yeah. Uh, you probably wrote it, right? Uh, no, I did not. I just read it. I read that one. Uh, but in any event, like, uh, <laughs> like that, that's just, it's just another layer. So like I can get three gems, three unholy gems, but if I don't have that one piece, I can't activate the three set bonus. So it's just like, then I have to wait maybe a week or two weeks or three weeks to actually get that piece. And I'm sitting there like, I have my three gems. I could be doing a massive amount of healing or, you know, damage or whatever it ends up being, but I just didn't get this one drop. So I'm screwed. Right. Um, and that's gonna that's gonna actually be an issue, right? Because I think particularly with some of the the math that, that bulks on, you know, on just the gem bonus in general, like unholy seems very good, but only if you can activate that three set bonus. The actual individual gems are terrible, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, but the bonus is very good from a healing perspective. So it's like if you can't activate that bonus, then you're basically gonna waste maybe materials to to get the gems, maybe for like blood or something. You can activate that's just gonna be better for the meantime, and then you have to swap out all your gems and. It's just a, it's a convoluted system. And then, yeah, like Abbe mentioned on top of it, you got to recraft your legendaries because the gems are strong enough that, you know, having a legendary, not having five gems is an issue. So again, it's just like, it's, it's to me, this is a design issue at Blizzard where they take something away because they want to do something quote unquote cool and interesting. The cool and interesting thing sucks. And then they say, hey, we're bringing it back. And then everybody's like, yeah. And I'm like, why did you take it away in the first place? I'm not excited about this. Like, <laughs> I spent three, well, how long, when, when did Leech come out? Like four or five years ago of my life without tier bonuses because, oh, wait, it was BFA actually, sorry. BFA, BFA Yeah, out. I think it's two years Because you ago, thought Azerite Armor was going to replace and be like tier sets. Hello, I clicked the same ring. The first time I dropped it, it was boring and dumb then. And this new system is just idiotic. Like it's, I hate to be negative about it because I think the idea of like gems and this is, is kind of cool, but like, the implementation is just uncool. Like the fact that I have to upgrade gems and like if I ever want to swap that gem out, I have to like destroy it and then re-upgrade re-upgrade it another time. So if I like if I want to test out like man, like the healing like or the the damage frost gem might be cool this week. Well it's like, well then I sacrifice that gem slot for like six or eight, I don't know how long it's take but a couple weeks because I replace it, I have to upgrade it, and then I have to upgrade the old gem if I want to go back. And it's just like I don't know. It's just a. Yeah. The, the, it's cool, but it's it's painfully cool. <laughs> I, I feel like Azerite wasn't as bad as you're saying. There's a few specs it, that liked it, like Glimmer it was, came out of it. We love that, right? God, Azerite was. It was it was bad the week before PT the week before BFA launched when they put it on the PTR, and it was bad throughout the entire expansion. Like it was. Yeah. 
I think I think some of the test time they give us for these systems are an issue with it too. Like, be like from what I understand is Azurite had a very short test time. Some it's of these month, sockets, the yeah, a month. It's like some of these sockets or gems that we are getting, they don't even work right now. Like the uh, one of the frost or no, it was the unholy gem that like, unholy. gives lich or whatever, like or draining an enemy just doesn't work. Like you can't get that thing to proc no matter what you do on PTR. Like who knows how strong it is. And then it's like, I don't know. It, it also brings this weird vibe of like colored gems for set bonuses, but not flexible. And you're set in stone, and you have to select each thing three times. Like, like when I say that, like you can't just say, "Oh, I want three of the speed gem." No, you have to get each individual one. You just yep. fall into these like weird pits of like, oh, it's like eight systems combined, all with their worst qualities. Yeah. I mean, because like you ultimately, you're gonna pick the, your gem color based on the cat, like whatever the the set bonus is, right? Like that's gonna be the strongest part of it. So the rest of the gems don't actually matter. You don't care about what they are. You just care about all right, set bonus wise, what's gonna be the strongest? This one, cool. And then pick the other two gems that might be interesting, right? And like, granted, like tier sets are you're sort of locked in it. If you hate the tier set, you're screwed. So at least in this system, you can maybe change. But like, let's be honest with ourselves. Like everybody's a slave to the meta. So like, you're gonna Google. Yeah. I play Unholy, I play Mistweaver Monk. What is the Wowhead Guide or the ICV Games Guide or the Peak Cerny Guide? Tell me to pick. Or the, I guess the question of the Epic Guide, right? Whatever guide you, you want to use, what does it tell me to pick? I'm going to go and pick that and I don't really care, right? And I, and it's just like, these systems are just, they're so intricate. There's so many layers to them that like, it sucks for people like Abe and like Volk who actually do math, right? Because they're like tearing their hair out. Um, like trying to figure will out will this system go live will it change <laughs> yeah. they say you can only have five pieces on does that mean that i like can only have five in the armor set or like can i still drop my armor set put a cloth piece on and get two two or two set bonuses and you know yeah you just they, run around in circles they find yeah and then like they don't give you the like blizzard in has not ever like they've they've been very good about this i guess i could say is that these major system changes they've given us very little time to test and not an easy way to test it either, right? Like, yeah. we don't know how gems are going to work and how upgrades are going to work. So, like, getting the gems is, is sort of a hassle. Like, they just put a vendor on for weapons. So now we kind of know how some of the, the weapons work, right? Not that it matters for healers, but um, I, I think that's sort of the other issue here with a lot of these systems. But, yeah, the gem system, it, it's like, cool, you gave us terrible set bonuses. They're going to be awful to interact with for the next six months by the time 9.2 comes out, right? And then you'll actually give us tier sets, but it's going to be a, it's going to be the, it's going to be fun. So the tier set system I envision is that it's not just tier sets, right? You have to get an armor drop, but a specific oh, armor drop, right? Only one of them. And then you have to go to the world quest hub, whichever that is like Corthia 2.0 or mall 2.0, farm a bunch of this currency, right? And then take that currency, turn it into something that you have to use on a raid boss and kill that raid boss. And then you finally get to get that piece, but it's level one. You do that whole thing get to level oh, five eventually you forgot the grind rep to unlock all these things part oh yeah there's there's the rep grind to again get the to open up the zone yeah like it's just like dude i just want i want armor like i just want to be done with my class one of these expansions like or one of these these patches right and not to jump through a bunch of hoops like that was the i don't know that's i'm super old so like i loved hfc i loved those where we didn't have titan forging you didn't have war forging right you got to finish your class you'd be done you got i got all the best in slot gear i feel super powerful awesome and it's like these new systems are built like with a shitty treadmill mentality where it's like i have to run through i have to run a marathon 
And maybe if I'm a world-class marathon runner, I finish that marathon before the next patch, right? And then I get to have the cool crap. Like I get to get the win, right? And maybe I don't. And it's like, well, great. Like I just wasted, not wasted because I mean, we play games. We have fun at least, right? I, I complain yeah. about this game, but I enjoy the hell out of it. Um, yeah. But it's like and you, you played it for what, 20 years, 30 years, maybe six, 16. <laughs> all right. 16, bud. God, it's God, I was debatable. as old as you when I started playing. This is terrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm just you, but 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, no. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's, it's the gem system, just another like convoluted way for us to just get us, get like an easier system that they had, you know, six years ago, right? Wherever it was, whatever BFA. Tier sets also had flexibility. It's like, if you have crappy luck one week, you can still get your whole tier set. Like, like you could say, okay, the best ones, you know, chest, legs, head, cape. I don't know. I think those are four of the pieces they would drop on. But it's like, if you get it on gloves and you don't get the cape, you're like, hey, I can still get the set bonus and I'm not completely screwed. Or it's like, if a new play style like, is discovered midway through, you can be like, oh, look, I already can, you know, switch to this. Yep. Without, you know, yeah. recrafting the legendary and hoping it's not on a piece that you already have in your set bonus and crying. Yeah. I, I don't know when when all of this, uh, this started, but it's, it feels like for me, it started with uh, with war forging or titan forging, essentially, where you were never really done. And um, I think Ian might have also mentioned this in one of the interviews that they'd like players to keep having that oh wow moment. But maybe they're overlooking at the replayability factor of, of wow, where you're just okay. I'm done this. I've geared this. I maybe I want to play an alt. Maybe I want to switch playstyles. Maybe I want to switch specs or anything like that. And uh, and I thought uh, going into this. And then 8.3, that 8.3 had an unnecessary amount of currencies. Boy, this 9.1, one up that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 like it's like mentioned. It's like it's just way too much. Why does it have to be? Why does it have to be this much? And oh, I don't part know. Of, part of their brand uh, for the last couple of years. They, I don't know. They just like to add layers upon layers upon layers on simple things, like uh, normally put it basically. It's it's a, the brand nowadays for all the workouts. Like whatever something new is gonna happen, you can expect that that shit is super complicated. Going to the back door to talk to the first person, then you know get some the, beans and. I'm telling you, man, it feels like I'm actually playing a mobile game on the PC. Where <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I, I'm always but, have more currency right, to get. Right, just just uh, circling back to Mistweaver, right? We can I think we can rant about WoW for days, man. <laughs> at this point, this oh, is how yeah. much we love this game. We can like we, we can we complain a lot, but it's, it's from a place of love and actually wanted to be. You know the, the game we all you know want to play oh, yeah. but um we usually do this like towards like uh the the, the closing in the end of the podcast like um if you guys had the power uh you know maybe i don't know working at blizzard or being in charge of the mistweaver spec or whatever right and you had this power to either invent an ability for the spec or bring back something for for the spec what would that be i mean mine's easy like you bring back chi, like, like I mean, right? You mentioned it, yeah. Yeah, like you, you, you just bring back chi. Like I think in terms of like, a de- like a design idea, right? I think if you bring back chi, it opens up a lot of other things you can do with the spec, right? You can turn essence font not into a thing you want to press after damage goes out, but maybe a thing you want to press before damage goes out, right? Um, and you can turn like vivify into like maybe not particularly the old uplift spell, but you can turn it into like something that's slightly more interesting than just like your filler heal, right? You, um, could, you could make it your main heal and make it proc mastery on the cleaves. And if you're pressing essence font beforehand, you know, 
you now have like, you know, your, your dual setup of power. Like, okay, Vivify consumes Chi, you press it twice, you hit jab, you get a third one or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and then you can make Soothing Mist like proc additional Chi like it used to, or just like ha- increase your Chi generation if you're using Soothing Mist, right? So like, I, I think that's the idea to me is that Chi sort of centers the spec on something that at least I find enjoyable. So like if I was like the monk class designer, well, at least Mistweaver, who cares about the other two specs? Um, <laughs> yeah, whatever, dude. Brewmaster's been good for years, and Windwalker got their time to shine so they can be broken for the next couple expansions, for all I care. Um, uh, no, I mean, that's what I would do. I think it's just, it's bring back Chi and sort of really lean into that sort of being in melee, hitting damaging ability. They don't have to do damage, right? They just be damaging abilities, right? Um, or filler abilities, right, that, that don't do direct healing, but sort of set you up to do healing in the next, you know, 15, 20 seconds, right? Because um, those are the specs that I enjoy playing, right? It's sort of making sure, like, like Paladin, I, we, we talk a little about Paladin, but it's like managing holy power is fun to me. Like, and so personally, if I was designing Mistweaver, I'd bring back Chi, and I'd build a bunch of systems and a bunch of spells around how that works, right? Um, I don't know exactly what that would be, but the idea would be is like she becomes a part of like what you care about as a resource. It's hilarious because Blizzard removed she, and I remember this, they removed it because they thought it was too complicated. They thought two resource healers were too complicated. Can't do it. Oh my god. That's that's that's, that's, that's the that's the dimension uh, they gave to New York and Legion. Yeah. And, and then, less than an expansion later, they brought back Holy Power for Holy Power. I guess it was two, right? Holy Power came in in Shadowlands with the DFA. But in any event, like Come on, dude. Like, yeah. I'm just so jaded. <laughs> you really are. You're like, you're like, oh, you should farm soul shards again. Like, that was a fun oh, thing. Oh, dude, come on. Just bring me back to like having to go to a level 60 zone before BWL just to get some soul shards. So I played, <laughs> I played Warlock too in Classic and DC. So I've always played sort of these like not very well liked classes, I feel. <laughs> oh, Brad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, keep to it. So. No, but I think for me, I bring Brad. I, I would, it would be like a change and a modification to another spell because, like, just bringing this back would make everything broken, right? Like in my head, it's like if you bring, if you replace Chi Wave with what is it called, Rising Thunder from Legion, which whenever you hit RSK, it reset your TFT. So then, and then you know, in that process, you know, reduce the reduction you get on T, uh, RSK from TFT, so it's like, you know, you can run into this loop of gameplay where you're hitting TFT more often, hitting Rising Sun Kick, making sure you're extending all of your HOTS, or potentially uncapping it, and then, you know, reducing the extension by like a second or something. So then you can have this, you know, if I want to lean more and more into melee, you know, I have more talents to synergize, you know, have something a little bit, you know, more modern. So. Not from 1993. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool enough. Were you, uh, were you even alive in 93? <laughs> no, I wasn't. It was great. I didn't have to deal with you. Hey, I would, I would actually, uh, I always, I always started this because uh, I have a big, big, big problem with mystery for like lacking some sort of like defensive cooldown for others. Uh, apart from like, as I mentioned, you know, cocoon or whatever, I wouldn't, I wouldn't benefit. If Ian has a costus, would put me in charge of it. I would say, put this. Um, what, what's the name I thought about? Protective mists. You throw some mists at a player, and they just increase. I don't know. Either 
no, reduce uh, damage taken or you know your basic uh, basic uh, damage reduction thing. Yeah. Not automatically, no, no. Take a like a a mystical basket or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that, right? And I can see the animations. Can you throw that shit out of him? You can see the mists like going all through him and shit. You know that that dude is taking less damage. I would love that shit. Oh, what what do you, what do you think? I I want to punch and kick something more. <laughs> oh, but you need to fucking cool though. That's what uh, I'm no, saying. that's uh, well, that's the thing because uh, that's what the anomaly mentioned earlier. That uh, would go a little bit into the Just damage reduction. That's it. Uh, homogenizing classes. I I feel like making something with cocoon. Uh, be, I don't know, on two targets or on cleave, but that turns it a little bit into spirit link. <laughs> Imagine how no, that looks. Spirit, spirit shell. <laughs> uh, but I think cocoon is a nice flavory thing and everybody can see cocoon. It has like such a nice animation. It's like this big fat bubble and it looks really cool on the board to see like that shields like, oh my God, that is so much shielding. I feel that's really mm -hmm. cool. And absorbs is all, absorb has always been one of the strongest way to heal, right? So maybe making, making a talent that you can reduce the cocoon, uh, uh, strength by 20% but it can affect like three targets or that could like actually that. be a talent yeah well, like that's, that's, have a, uh, a yeah. talent to like split the cocoon to, to people and shit. Or, or I don't know I like I like cocoon I want more cocoons or or you put down these orbs that people oh right they used, they used to have that wasn't that we talked about healing spheres I got it in yeah uh, I remembered that I if I would have thought about it I would have said it for the thing we need to bring back oh my god <laughs> now, if, if, I, if I ever do that all of the spheres will pop into the puddle of fire it's like okay guys go get your cocoons <laughs> yeah. fight for it if fight you would play it. you would see fucking spheres on walls and shit it's like <laughs> Like, you do it today and all of them would spawn up on the platform that's been broken and you're just like, oh, uh, you're up there, on, the, on the elevators. So oh, hell yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess everybody can 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 bring in some some valuable ideas. We're not talking balance here, right? Because we, you know, we don't care about yeah, that. No, no, let, no. let Ian worry about that. Fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they've been matters, they've right? been doing pretty good on balance with Holy Paladins and this been for like two expansions. <laughs> yeah, the healer balance is in a great spot. Has been for decades. <laughs> Never an issue. Uh, <laughs> on the topic of life cocoon, they could bring back like what was it, Beta Mob Life cocoon, where it's basically just like have a bubble and you can't die. Like, God, dude. So Period. Boring. It was just an immunity for someone else. Yep. Yep. I mean, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's in the using that in arenas is working pretty well for everybody. Uh, protection paladins yeah. have that. That's for gift of the queen or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, queen of the, the ancient the kings. Fuck off! Don't don't play pro paladin in arenas. Yeah. <laughs> don't remind me, man. Don't remind <laughs> me. Uh, uh, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm actually like uh, we weren't we weren't just messing around. Mistweaver is one of the funnest healers that we like to play. I usually. Oh, go back 100%. to either discipline or mistweaver I, I actually like to 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 shoot myself in the foot um because none of these healers are particularly uh easy to to optimize with although i, I do feel like uh, mistweaver is uh, is a really fun 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 here to spec so i'm really hoping that this can go can go into a, a at least bring a better light on the spec in 9.1 because it's it's silly to see people push it aside it's like oh it's a mistweaver applying i'm just gonna wait for my resto shaman or holy paladin uh, to get into the group, that's, that that feels just a little bit a little bit silly because I feel like Mistweaver is uh, under underlooked or underrated right now, and I don't I don't know particularly why. Obviously the mana issue, mana issues, and I I don't know. I feel like most more healers should have kind of the mana management that Mistweaver has, 
because it feels interesting to really pay attention to the mana. It's an antiquated resource system, but if it's gonna stay in the game, at least make it make it impactful. Make me make me look at that blue bars like, oh my mana, where's my mana? My mana. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. And you know, we could just look at Paladin and Shaman and see how you know they end the fight with eighty percent mana, and you're like, oh, you did the same HPS. This is this is life, man. This is life. This is game. This is life. It's all good. All right. This is gonna have mana issues, I think, coming up here. So. They might have to worry about their, their mana bar for a little bit, but yeah, that would be yeah. nice. <laughs> it, it will definitely happen. Well, we are getting uh, close to uh, to, the, to the ending here. I don't know if you guys wanted to touch on anything else in regards to, to, to the spec and we, we missed. If, if that is the case, drop it in now. Yeah, I think the, the only thing we didn't really touch on was just the conduit changes that went undocumented, right? Which is another great thing about Blizzard. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, shout out to, to I think it was Vor, or really, I guess it was Abbey, you who, who noticed this, and then Vor, who sort of figured out what the actual issue was. But two of our conduits, um, Jade Bond and Resplendent Mist, had not worked with Invoke GG, the Gustum Mist from the healing from Invoke GG. So, right. like, Jade Bond essentially reduces the cooldown of your Celestial every time you trigger a Gustum Mist. Mm -hmm. um, and so, previously, it didn't work on the healing from GG, like the damage you do that converts to healing. So it works now, which is great. And then also Resplendent Mist, which just increases or has a chance to increase the um, the healing from uh, Mastery, um, also did not work with the gusts from, from Invoke GG. So that's both fixed. However, fun fact, if you have Jade Bond uh, activated along with Resplendent Mist, Resplendent Mist does not work. So or you can't have the... Gusts. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or GG Gusts. It works or for everything else, but just... Sorry, yeah. For GG Gusts. So... Yeah, that's the specific. only. Yeah, that's the only issue is that you can have one or the other work with with GG, but not both at the same time. So, um, it, that's a very good change, right? Like that actually is is very good in terms of like the healing GG is going to do, and the fact that Resplendent Mist probably ends up being something you play regardless, right? Um, if you're going to play GG, so um, it's cool that they did that. It's uncool that they didn't make a patch note about it um, because it. It takes somebody like Abe, who he mentioned he did all the testing in beta. He literally tested everything. Um, I don't think he gets enough credit for the amount of work he put into that. So um, without somebody like him, or really just somebody who actually tests everything every time they do a change, we, we would have missed it, right? Because um, yeah. it's something that, like, as players, like, we expect Blizzard to be pretty open about when they change things. And <sighs> again, they weren't with this, right? So, um, yeah, it's uh, that's just probably the only thing I'd mention uh, on top of it is that, yeah, we had a couple of conduit changes. They just weren't documented anywhere. So um, a lot of people sort of sort of missed it. So, yeah, I mean, if, if it's yeah. if it's in the the good the good changes category, we're all happy for it. Yeah. It's glad, you know, uh, mm -hmm. take it to to to. Uh, Abolito and the, the people who actually took the time and found this shit, right? The, the fucking legends, man. Yeah, uh, for we, sure. We don't yeah, get I, enough good way, news. I had nothing to do with that. It's all Abbe. I just sort of get yeah, the We're a back. team. We're a team. Yeah. <laughs> do all the work. Man, I, I have a team mentality. It is not, you know, like everyone knows who did it, but I will say it's a team. That's true. You know? What Can't wait tip. to make the post and peek and say I did it. So excited. Then do it. <laughs> <laughs> Get the props. Get the props. All right. Well, uh, we can we can uh, uh, definitely. Uh, well, well, as always, we're gonna link uh, the the website peakofserenity.com and the Discord in the description yeah. for everybody to go uh, uh, and and join up in there. And also links uh, to both Anomaly and Abelido. You know, if we got Twitches and YouTube's and, and Twitters or whatever, everything is gonna be in the description. 
but I think the, the safest uh, zone is the Pika Serenity Discord where, you know, you can, honest to God, you know, learn a lot about the spec and, you know. Oh, yeah, it's all, all the information there is yeah. very neatly organized. Love which it. is uh, something that I wish I would see a lot more of, but uh, yeah, props, props, uh, props to Abelito and everybody who's doing a lot of the testing and making it easy for us as well to research our stuff and uh, and do the class guides, obviously, with 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 your feedback as well, which was which has been pretty cool. But yeah, guys, you will find all of the links and all the information about uh, everything that you'd be interested in, Miss Weaver, down below. And uh, thank you guys for coming in today uh, to talk about it. I hope we can do this again in 9.1, see how all of this ends up being in a few <laughs> months. And uh, hopefully it's not going to be six months of 9.1. God damn it, man. We're never going to end know, right? We're not going to Wow's gonna die in Shadowlands. Got used to nine. Stick it to nine. We're excited. Wow's gonna die in Shadowlands. Let me get a few more also. Oh yeah. But thank you, Belito, for joining. Thank you, Anomaly, and thank you everybody for watching or listening, depending on where you are at the end of this. We shall see you again next Monday with a brand new podcast and a brand new spec. And until then, you have a great week ahead. Take care. Ah, yeah. I'm a doing slash bow. Still, I play wow. Still, I play wow.